This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to Smart Companies Thinking Bigger Radio. Get the inside scoop on how America's most successful business owners transform their entrepreneurial vision into reality. And listen in as some of the top business minds in the country serve up practical advice, tips, and insights for growing your business. Now, here's your host, Kelly Scanlon. Good morning. Welcome to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. Our guest today is Robin Schmitz. She's a green industry educator, a landscape consultant, and she's owner of a landscaping company here in Kansas City called High Prairie Landscape Group. We're very happy to have High Prairie Landscape Group as a part of our 2018 class of 25 under 25, and we're really enjoying getting to know them better through these podcasts. So, Robin, we're very eager to hear more about your story today. Welcome to the show. Kelly, thanks so much for having me. I'm glad to be here. Part of what intrigues me about your story is the educational part. And so I want to know how you got started. And as you answer that, explain if you always had it in mind from the beginning that you were going to become an industry educator. You know, it's really interesting. I think that we all, you know, as business people in any field, we feel that there are things we can improve upon. And for me, education is a big piece of that. And so as I was beginning to do this thing, I really got great inspiration from my professors at K-State, from the industry educators out there. And for me, I want to give back like others have given back to me. So being able to educate others and help improve their businesses, improve the industry as a whole, which means we all win, you know. So, you know, a stronger industry is better for everybody. Definitely. And, you know, I think a lot of times, as with so many industries or professionals that we depend on, we really don't know what we don't know. And so whether we're going to get our car fixed or whether we're going to the doctor or whether we're going to someone uh, to do landscaping for us, we really don't know the ins and outs of that. And it would be very easy to just follow along um, with somebody who maybe is unscrupulous. And so the fact that you're raising the standards of the industry, as anybody does in an industry, um, is, is a really great thing. You have a book out, in fact. Um, yes. Outdoor, outdoor Living. Tell us about that. Yes. Yes. So, you know, we are big educators of our clients as well, not just, you know, the industry as a whole, because mm-hmm. we believe educated clients make the best decisions for themselves. Yeah. Again, when they're incredibly happy, that's a win-win for both people as well, the business and the client. And so it became apparent as we started trying to find resources to provide to these clients who are considering investing tens of thousands of dollars in their property, a place to go to learn all of the nuances they need to learn to make an educated decision. And what we found was there was no single thorough guide that went over both design construction, and then how to budget for it. Mm -hmm. And so since we could not find that, we basically created it. Um, So it's been a great tool. 
Yeah, and now is this available somewhere that we can go and purchase, or is it something that you give your clients as part of your engagement with them? How do you get a hold of the book? So it is going to print basically in three weeks, so that's an excellent question. Um, And it will be sold on Amazon.com through the author self-publishing site there. And so you'll be able to get it on Amazon. But we also, you know, because we're using it as an educational resource, we'll also be providing it to clients and things like that, those that are serious about wanting to invest wisely for themselves. Yeah, and I would just add that in addition to the one-on-one coaching that you do to your clients, in addition to this book and uh, the work that you do with others up and coming in the industry on the educational part, you also do a lot of speaking uh, as well. And and so you really, it's a very well-rounded approach. You speak at university and at green yep. educational events and, and different places like that. So um, what was your inspiration for starting this company? You know, it was really a catalyst. So I graduated college and, and, and got this great education. I worked my way through college at a landscape company there, and I learned a lot of really excellent practices. Then during that time, I got awarded an internship where I went to New Mexico and worked at one of the best companies at the na- in the nation. At that time, I had this grandiose you know, idea that when we moved to the city and we moved to Kansas City, to landscape that I I would be working for one of those companies that was professional and ethical and grew people. And so I got here and started working and had, had some great opportunity and learned a lot of things. But it was apparent that there were an incredible amount of companies out there underserving, underserving both their clients and cutting corners on quality in ways that people didn't even know that the quality was being cut because they didn't know any better. Mm-hmm. Right. right. Um, and that catalyst, you know how you just get kind of fired up about something? <laughs> for yes. me, it was just that, I don't know, Kelly, I'm not wired to settle for mediocre when there's possibility mm-hmm. to do better for people. And so I kind of hated the idea that people were spending their hard-earned money and really getting mediocre results and they didn't even know it. And so we just kind of sat out to do something better ethical, and, you know, creative. Cookie cutter is, is, is not a description we ever want to associate with. And when people mm-hmm. invest, why would they want that? Right. So, yeah, that catalyst of just seeing mediocre work happening at both the large and small places was like, no, people deserve better. We love mm-hmm. Kansas City, and Kansas City deserves better. Do you work with uh, primarily residential? Or do you work with commercial, like with construction groups sure. to finish off with landscaper or a little bit of both? Or how's it, how, what's the balance there? We are probably 95% residential and 5% commercial. Um, we are mm-hmm. so quality-based and innovation-based. We find that our residential clients really value those extra touches and details because they're intimately involved with the landscape when it's a residential space. Mm-hmm. What are some of the trends? I know I know you don't want cookie cutter, and so yeah. I'm, a little, I, I'm a little hesitant to use the word trends, but sure. I would imagine that some of what some of your customer requests are driven by some of these trends that they see at their neighbors and, and different places. And so knowing you, though, you come in and you put some sort of innovative spin on that. But what yeah. are some of the things that you're seeing that are very popular today that maybe you take the extra step with or, yep. um, you know, change a bit? What are you seeing? Yeah. 
so so it's really just there trends can kind of be applied to categories. It can be everything from material usage to design trends. And I really think that, that there's two areas there. As far as design trends go right now, we're doing a lot of multi-use outdoor living spaces where, you know, it used to be that the idea of outdoor living rooms was just this incredible idea. Well, now that we've all adjusted to that, people are really thinking further about that outdoor space. And so instead of just just a kitchen or just a seating area, we're seeing a lot of things where we're putting sports viewing, you know, lounges with our kitchens so that people can host the big game outdoors in, you know, on their outdoor space. So we're seeing a lot of combo uses, pools with bars built into the side so that you have that kind of combo use. Um, sunken fire pits where one side of the fire pit is also a seating area, you know, um, it's really taking it a step in the evolution, evolution, excuse me, of outdoor living design and, and saying, how can we maximize this space in a way where the end users can use this for multiple uses? And so, yes, we love outdoor kitchens. Yes, we love, you know, just the patio space. But when you can get that impact on more than one level, you're hitting multiple layers there. Um, and then lastly, just, just some of the materials we're using. You know, here in a couple of weeks, we're installing a pergola system that, that is a remote control pergola. That sounds crazy to say out mm -hmm. loud, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. It does. Um, but, yeah, it absolutely does. Um, but basically what it is, is it's a pergola system that looks classy, so it still fits the design parameters that we hold. But with a remote, you can change the direction of the top louvers, if you will, of that pergola to kind of move with the wind and rain. And you can make those go all the way flat so that your pergola is rainproof. Wow. So rainy afternoon, you still can use that outdoor space. And, and that's something that's unheard of. Yeah. Um, you know, so just those things that are, you know, you don't know what's out there. And we really hope to bring that to Kansas City because there are so many incredible, you know, between the materials, the design, all of those things. We can have it here just like they have it on the coast. Yeah, so it's not just about a cute flower garden or keeping the bushes trimmed in a certain sure. way, uh, you know, rounded versus square or, or anything like that. It's, it's really becoming, it, it's all of those things too, but it's really more about making the outdoors an extension of your indoors and being able to enjoy that, uh, but yet have protection from the elements, as you said, wind and rain, sure. And, sure. and really just having it all is what you're seeing. Yes. I mean, we're here to provide an experience for people. Landscapers wouldn't exist if we weren't thinking about what kind of experience we can provide to those people who walk through these spaces or use these spaces. It's all about that experience. Well, it sounds like you have really uh, made your mark within the industry, and, and with the educational component, you're really becoming an authority in the industry as well, but certainly you had some challenges. Every business owner I've ever talked to has had some challenges, Absolutely. even if they've had phenomenal growth from the get-go. What have been Absolutely. some of yours? You know, when the business first started out, I would say perception was my biggest challenge. Um, not that, that we're not in a very good place today, but when this young female stepped out of the truck um, to meet with a client, people didn't know who I was yet or what capabilities our company possessed. And oftentimes they would, they would say these things, you know, oh, did the owner send the secretary? I thought we were going over a construction project today. 
Um, and you know, the funny thing, Kelly, is they, they genuinely were not trying to be offensive or be right. a bad person. I just right. did not fit the mold of a landscaper, you know, in their, in their mind anyway. Um, mm-hmm. And so there was this perception to kind of overcome the first two years until High Prairie had a reputation of its own. Um, and so battling that, I always felt like I needed to be two to three steps ahead of the competition because you don't only want to overcome the perception. You want to say, here's why we as a company are good. And it has nothing to do with, with any single one thing, but this culture and what we believe in will offer something different. Right. One of the things I'm curious about, especially with the yeah. educational component, is sure. um, did you have any other female mentors? Uh, and whether you did or not, do you aspire to be that person for other females coming up in the industry? Yes, to both. Um, <laughs> my first female mentor, um, Dr. Kathy Lavis at Kansas State University, has had a massive impact on my career and my life. And she is such a proponent of the industry and teaching and, and taking those, those paradigms people have of roles and saying, you can do whatever you want to do, just apply yourself and do it well. And so I would say industry-related, she was, was and is, you know, one of the most impactful people on my career. And um, in that, and because of my appreciation for that, I hope to return that as much as I can to other people within the industry. Um, you know, not just female, but also female, male or female, mm-hmm. giving back like that. I wouldn't be where I am today without the, the help of others. Right, the paying it forward. You were talking about how you had to stay two to three steps ahead to basically, I mean, put it bluntly, to prove yourself. Because, yes. uh, as you said, people were not expecting a younger female to show up to talk with them about a project. And so uh, you were always having to prove yourself, uh, basically. You have created a scale for analyzing professionalism. Uh, You have some key performance metrics. Can you share that with us? Yeah. So basically every business, and this doesn't apply to just landscape companies, um, there's not a business person in the world who doesn't love the compliment, excuse me, of being called a consummate professional. Um, and, and as business owners, when we're starting out, we know to track the obvious metrics. We know to probably track revenues and margins and, you know, those types of things. But there are so many what I would call soft-touch parts of running a business that it's incredibly hard to kind of put your thumb on and understand where you are or track that progress. And so via trial and error, we created something kind of called, it's called a professionalism matrix. And our theory is that every single business falls somewhere on the professionalism scale between zero and 100 on that scale. And what I mean is it doesn't matter what you do, there's always room to increase your professionalism. Mm -hmm. Well, the first question that you're going to ask, Kelly, is probably, well, wait, Robin, how do you assign a number to professionalism? I mean, why why would someone (laughs) want to do that? That, that? How does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, so you know, intangible in many, it, it, it's yeah. intangible, yeah, and it might differ. What's professionalism in one industry may differ a little bit in a different industry, exactly. or or, what, or something exactly. has to be weighted a little more highly in a different industry. Yeah. Exactly. So what we did was we created five indicators of professionalism 
that we score ourselves on twice a year. And those five indicators are basically sections within your business um, that you can rate yourself on and observe areas where you have room for improvement. Those five areas are the area of perception, how clients and people view your business and how it operates, education and training, which helps you deliver in an expert way, execution, mm -hmm. which is basically you know, where the rubber meets the road, truly. Execution and not having a way to grade yourself on that you know, is crazy because that's where it actually happens. That's where the magic happens. Culture um, is something that a lot of people need to be tracking because that's really the special sauce of many, many businesses. Definitely. And last, but definitely not least, and this is the most obvious one, but your financials and budgeting. And the metrics related to each of those five indicators is sitting down with a group, and we have a form for this actually, Kelly. Um, in each of those five indicators, we have anywhere from two to five things that we have identified as important to track in order to increase our professionalism score from year to year. Um, and so on this form, we have subjective, you know, honest opinions. The managers all fill out the form twice a year, and we track our score, and we see where we're struggling. And, and in doing that, essentially, we're able to kind of identify where in the business can we kind of tighten things up a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, so you may start out with a professionalism score of 40 and set the goal of getting to 60 by the end of year one. You know, identify mm -hmm. where you're having those issues. Um, but the cool thing about a form like that is we have one that's landscape industry, you know, kind of focused. Right. But there's another form where we just have the, the key for how to track each of those things, and people can fill in their own metrics that they need to track in each of those indicator areas. Um, yeah. So it, in that way, you're applying the numbers to something you've never applied to numbers before by rating yourself. Yeah, and so, so you do this, you sit down and you go over this um, semi-annually, quarterly, yep. how, do you, how yep. often do you do it? We do it twice a year. Um, and, and what we do, yeah, so we are um, a 4DX organization, which stands for Four Disciplines of Execution. And so we actually meet weekly to touch base on our goals. But as far as touching that professionalism number and, and rechecking where we're doing and, and reanalyzing ourselves, um, we do that twice a year. And what that means is some of that information may, may overflow into our weekly goal meetings. But it's mm -hmm. just kind of our thermostat to really check where we are. Um, you know, a professional organization serves people better, serves their staff better, and cuts a better profit in the end as well. Definitely. All of those areas are, are so dependent on each other. You know, uh, yeah. something that happens in one area is going to uh, have an impact in another area. So although you assess them each independently, the total yep. of them really does add up. If you're, if you're um, getting a low score in culture, you better darn well sure. believe your, your perception exactly. <laughs> to, to your customers, it, it's going to go down as well. And then also that means it's going to have a, a take a ding on your financials too. So, you know, they're just, they're all related. And, and how, yeah. wise of you, how wise of you to uh, be doing something like that. Where do you see uh, High Prairie Landscape Group moving? Uh, where do you see the future headed? 
you know, we are not slowing down anytime soon. Our goal is to set the standard of professionalism within our industry so that consumers can learn to expect more from their landscape company because people don't have to settle for mediocre. You know, we hope to set that standard both for clients but also for how staff within the industry are treated. And mm. by doing that, we've served the city better. We've grown people in excellent careers and, you know, hopefully improved the industry. Yeah, it sounds, it sounds like you've got a great formula for doing that and that you're executing it very well, too. If someone would like to get in touch with you, Robin, how would they do that? Sure. sure. Um, we have several ways in our world of, of technology. So I guess first and foremost, Direct phone to the office is 816-398-2901. But probably the best way today, because you can see our work at the same time as researching us, is going to our website at www.gohplg, as in High Prairie Landscape Group, .com. Okay, so go phlg HPLG. HP, go hplg.com and go out yes, there ma'am. and she says all of the contact information is there. You can see examples of their work, uh, their philosophies, and if you're interested, give them a call. Robin, it's, it's been very wonderful having you on the show today, sharing your story. Congratulations once again on winning the 25 Under 25 Award. We're just so happy to have you as part of our group now. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And if you'd like to learn more about how to grow your business, please visit our website at ithinkbigger.com. Follow us on Facebook, Thinking Bigger Business Media, or on Twitter at I Think Bigger. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.